You're listening to the World Famous White Roof Radio, webcast number 553 for Monday, June 8th, 2015. Tonight brought to you by CravenSpeed.com, MotoringStripes.com, and NowMotoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and style at NowMotoring.com. Hey everybody, it's DB in Arizona bringing you a brand new episode of the World Famous White Roof Radio. Everybody's back from Vegas. Nobody went to jail. Nobody died. Nobody got kicked out of strip clubs, as far as I know. Uh, yeah. No, everything was good. It was, like I said, I think... Uh, I was kicked out. Yeah, like Chad said about the dragon, I think we're all getting a little bit older, a little bit smarter. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, you just heard our friend Todd from uh, MotoringStripes.com. He's here to join us. Uh, Chad's here from Detroit Tune, DetroitTune.com. Chad, say hello. Hello. Thank you. And, of course, our friend Alex is joining us as well. Alex... Hey guys, good to see you again. Yes, good to hear you. Good yep. to listen to me again. Is actually <laughs> the correct way of doing that. Yeah, we're back from Ambiv. We had a great time. Uh, Alex and I and Todd, we were all out at Las Vegas last weekend. Last weekend? Weekend before last, excuse me. Um, and we were, uh, Ambiv was out at, at Silverton, and um, it was fun. I had a great time. It was fantastic. I hope they, I, I really, I know it's a lot of work to, to do that event. Yeah. And I really hope they continue uh, to try and do it again next year. I thought the Silverton was a great venue for that. It was fantastic. Are they, are they doing it again next year, or is it going to be every other year? I don't I mean, know. Next year should be Southwest Mini Fest, and then Anviv will be the year after they're taking turns. Okay. 14 so so who decides taking turns? Like, uh, are these the okay. same people organizing Southwest Mini and uh, Anviv? Yeah, they have, a, they have a phone chat, email chat, Facebook chat, some kind of chat. And then it just works out. And you know what? I think that's a good idea because next year Mini Takes the States is going to be the big event for the year. Right. And people would like to do all of it, but they can't because you're taking, you know, a lot of people are taking two weeks off to do Mini Takes the States. Right. So they can't do things like the Dragon, the and Amviv, and Mini Takes the States all in one year. People don't oh, have that. Everybody should try to come out to Southwest Mini Fest because it's a great event. We did it here a uh, year before last. It was amazing. Uh, Skylar and Jerry put that event on. It was amazingly awesome. And that's awesome, uh, man. You guys usually do that like end of February, first of March. No, when did they do it? I forgot when they did it, but it was a great event. A lot of great drives, which is the nice thing about the Phoenix areas. There are some great drives to be had. Um, and, you know, it was a great time, but not to detract from that. I mean, Ambit It was, was also a good logo. Yeah, it's a great logo. Yeah. We gotta, we've got good art, we got good art people here in Arizona. But enough about us. Let's talk more about Ambiv. Let's do that. Um, let's also talk about a couple of new news items from motoringfile.com. And um, let's make fun of shops that aren't Detroit-tuned. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I like it. We're going to do all that. We love everybody. We love everybody. We're going to do all that here, plus more, right after a few words from our sponsor, uh, starting off this week with our friends Cravenspeed, Cravenspeed.com. You guys know these guys. They make all the really cool stuff, right? And most of my interior components are from Cravenspeed now. It's amazing. Uh, the N-Gage system, of course, which is completely awesome. It takes like minutes to install. The mini dipstick, you can read it and it doesn't break. It's not impossible to take in and take out. Uh, stubby antenna, which you should have so your car doesn't look like it's remote control. And, of course, my favorite being... The, the new Craven Speed gear shift knob, which is completely awesome. I've spent some serious time with that. It's amazing. And the uh, any of the FlexBot adapters to hold your phone slash GPS mount to your, to your car. All really awesome stuff. High quality, made from like the best components. Computer design. They're all like from the future and stuff. It's awesome. Go over, check it all out, cravenspeed.com. Um, when you get there, I want you to sign up for the new email newsletter as well. That way, anytime something new happens, you don't miss out on it. You get notified right away. Super duper awesome. Now, of course, uh, our friends over at Cravenspeed, cravenspeed.com, home of the electric mini 
and F56 intake and Platypus license plate mount. So, yeah, let's uh, start with, oh, I don't know, let's just hear some of that fancy news music. First of all, before we even start, let me just get this out of the way. If you are slightly interested in Gabe going on and on about wheels, go over and see the imitation JCW challenge book wheels and 18-inch anthracite that he picked up. Yeah, we're going to talk about wheels. Uh, NM Engineering. It's a good-looking wheel. They look like the JCW. We're going to talk about wheels in another show. Right. But go check them out because it does really make the car look like a lot better. And Gabe likes them a lot. Yeah, you know, Gabe. He likes Gabe. the car better because of those wheels. We'll put it there. Gabe's way. all about the shoes. Well, <laughs> it, it, aesthetically, they do look good, but I, I think performance-wise, I agree with Gabe 100%. Yeah, whatever. We'll talk about that in another show. Um, but what we are going to talk about, Mini USA sales are up 1.8% in May 2015. Which is it's kind of a big deal if you uh, if you look and break out those numbers. Mm-hmm. Because uh, right now in May there is no clubbing like there was last year. There's no coupe and no roadster like there, and there's still some of those left on lots, right? And uh, thirty-six roadsters in May, and three clubmen, and three clubmen. <laughs> yeah, like the last like <laughs> handful of them that are out there. Did <laughs> they even track that? Oh, we sold three. <laughs> Write that down. Yeah. Need the credit. Yeah. The interesting thing is though that that. Sales are slightly up, and how well the four door is doing. The hard the four door is taking away thunder from the countryman. If you look at these numbers, the countryman's down twenty five, almost twenty five percent to last year, um, and all of those people have gone to the four door. All those people and more have gone to the four door. Well, yeah, but the the countryman is also uh, back up compared to uh, the last month. So, so I wouldn't look so much at the year over year number. Obviously, the the four door is taking some of that, but. Uh, Last month was, I think the last couple of months were kind of terrible for the countryman. So it's actually doing quite well this month. Okay. It is. Surprising, yeah. I got to say, though, from a a car buying standpoint, when you go into a dealer and you're looking at at things to buy, and let's say the countryman, now the four-door hardtop does not have all-wheel drive, so it's hard to compare apples to apples to a countryman, but they both have four doors. Let's right. just let's just say that, right? And I've always said that people don't buy the Countryman because it has all-wheel drive. People buy the Countryman because it has four doors, right? That's and always I think been, these numbers support that. Right. That's always been my opinion from before this car even came out. I'm with you on that one, 100%. So therefore, when you come in and you guys have driven, all, you know, the new F generation cars yep. versus the previous generation, and I got to say, as far as comfort, technology, and build quality goes... Dan Knight. Hands down, the yeah. F55 beats the Countryman in yeah. all of those. The Countryman's nice, though. I like the Countryman a lot. Quite oh, yeah. A that's, lot. It's I, not bad. I, I would own a Countryman. Yeah. But, but I agree. The F56 just feels like a better built car. Yeah. And, and it doesn't feel like it's, you know, five years old. As long as you don't hit your head and getting in the F55, which I do every time. Yeah. I want to bring your attention to two things. So uh, uh, I actually, you know... Uh, whereas in a situation, I think I mentioned this on the show before, I was in a situation where, where I brought some friends to uh, the mini dealer here in Boston. And uh, one of them asked me, like, what is the difference between this car and that car pointing out at the F55 and the Countryman, right? So they were having a hard time distinguishing the two, which, you know, for me, looks like, it sounds like heresy, but for them, it was like, what's the difference between those two door, those two four doors mini? So uh, people can, you know, I think people not so familiar with the brand can maybe mistake them, but that was an original, that was an interesting uh, uh, fact. Then, uh, 
I agree that the four door is doing really well, but um, again, it's I think it's kind of early to even though there is a clear trend in, in you know in, in the car probably stealing away, stealing away um, units from the countryman, maybe the two door. Uh, it's also still in launch mode, right? Like this car is is launching, right? So uh, if you if you look at any you know any product launch, like the first few monsters for a car because it's not like a, a readily available product like i don't like a phone uh you're gonna see like see a huge spike at the beginning and then things you know calming down so it's it's gonna be interesting to see what's gonna happen in the next couple of months whether to see whether or not those sales keep 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 being up because if you look at i don't know like the apple watch crazy sales for the first you know a couple of weeks and now it's like all down i mean it's not down but it's back to more normal levels if you will so i don't know if this is a normal level for the four door if this is something that you know that's going to settle down over the month that makes sense although with the countryman we didn't see that happen we saw the countryman shot up right away and the number stayed pretty steady for so far for its entire life well that that to me said that people there was a pent-up demand people who really wanted a mini but they wouldn't buy it because it didn't have four doors for whatever whatever reason they have whether they have kids whether they need four doors because they take you know friends and coworkers with them all the time places like that right right so yep. and i think that there was a a, a pent up demand for a four door mini and when the countryman hit in what late 2010 early 2011 i think that's when it hit right october uh, 2010 yeah so uh i think when that finally hit there was all this pent up demand for it and people loved it and they just started buying it and they've they've been buying it in in large quantities ever since now it used to in fact it was neck and neck like 50/50 with the hard top as best selling mini it like sometimes was the best selling and then the hard top was and it went back and forth well you know yeah. <laughs> just kind of segue all this together with, you know, Anviv, there was obviously that Minis on the Mind who gave us a good shout out. They were talking about how they had a countryman there at Anviv and they were the, always the car that got t- to be taken because someone was like, oh, I got a 53 that yeah. doesn't have any back seats or right. I've got this or I've got that. Even in the Mini community, that ended up being the go-to chase vehicle at Anviv. For several I, people, so. I personally chose to ride in the Countryman instead of the back seat of Paulson's car. It's so nice uh, because I, well, uh, Paulson, you know, yeah, <laughs> it was Paulson, and that was full Love of you, just like coffee and fart smell. So you know, <laughs> it dirty beard. I was like barbecue, right? But I digress. So yeah, you know, I, I agree with you. I mean, I definitely think there was a a need for a car that had four doors. No matter, I mean, it could have just been the ugliest thing that had absolutely no useful purpose. But it had four doors, so I'm going to buy it. Yeah. And, and I, that was kind of what a lot of people wanted. Because here we're looking at the May numbers, and Countryman outsold the hardtop still, like just barely. But they are back to, you know, selling like about 50-50 for those. Now, the hardtop comes in, and it's bringing up third place, but it's darn close. It's darn close. And like I said, I think that, like Alex said, I... I uh, it, yeah, it's new, but I do think the technology in it is going to draw people to the four-door hardtop over the Countryman. And then I think when the Clubman hits, people are going to go, what? F-? Because it's going to have all-wheel drive as an option, and so we're told. Um, not immediately, but it, it will eventually. And I'm kind of wondering that that's going to kill Countryman sales completely between a Clubman. So when you have a choice of a four-door Clubman, a four-door hardtop... And a countryman that is like now going to be six years old, right? <clears throat> yep. So I predict that countryman sales next, say, like February and March are just going to tank big time. Yep. Uh, big guy. I, 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 I agree. I think, 
still a lot of people that really like the countryman even though it's They're, getting old I, it, because the countryman is starting to look small compared yeah. to 56 I, and people I, get the f56 and they got that I big know. ugly nose and everybody likes to complain about the design of the f56 and look at the countryman the countryman's got still got that cute squished you know bulldog face Maybe yeah, somewhat, but I have a feeling that the the people are going to like the room of the the clubman better, yeah. and they're also going to really like the gas economy because the yeah. countrymen's don't get the best gas economy that they they oh. possibly can. Right. And I think the F fifty six is really going to you know shine with the engine power plant and all of the technology. Yeah. Um, you know, in that whether it's the start stop or uh, just the better you know performing engine. And I think that is going to really win customers over. Well, the caveat here is as long as the Clubman isn't ridiculously expensive. Yeah. Right. So, a big, um, big asterisk there. One thing I, I want to bring your attention. Yeah. Oh, really quick. I think this is interesting, though. Looking at the numbers, the Paceman is up 47.6% to last year. I have a, have a tidbit there. And right. what, why? Uh, loaner, I, fleet, loaner Fleet? Yeah, I, no, I can tell you why. Mm. Uh, my idea it's uh, the deals that the people get on the yeah. on the lease. They're incredible. Get away with every new banking account at uh, Bank of America. Pretty much, it's like free with French toast at IHOP. Um, <laughs> like seriously, it's it's almost to that. I believe there was. I like French toast. This is inside information, but I believe there was an employee lease deal on a paceman. Mm-hmm. There was a three year lease deal, no money down, and yeah. something like don't quote me on this one hundred fifty dollars a month or something. Less dumb. than one hundred thirty five. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm yeah. not kidding. I'm like, seriously, for 135 dollars a month? That's more than my cable bill. Yeah, <laughs> sign me up. Yeah. Why not? I'll take one. My please. cell phone bill is 135 dollars a month. Exactly. Even in purple. Yeah. Exactly. It's like you know what? Just go have fun with it for three years, and right. it's a utility car, and you know that's cheap. Yeah. That would make sense. Mm-hmm. Why they've sold twice as many this year as they have last, almost twice. <laughs> so um, I wanted to bring your attention to uh, something, and you tell me what, what you guys think, right? So uh, when you look at the sales trend for 2013, which was a thing by a thing, it was Mini's best year in the U.S. And when you look at the sales trend for uh, for this year, you see it's uh, it's very similar, and also the. Uh, the the volume the overall volume is also very close not yet at the 2013 levels uh, one reason it's not as close it's you know 2013 was a year where pretty much all the models in the lineup were at full maturity and the hardtop was still selling like you know uh, like crazy even though it was in its last year so the question I have for you guys is um, do you think uh, um, you know, 2015, like it's it's like already a pretty pretty good year, given the fact that not even half of the lineup is being renewed and and the rest is pretty much dying. Or uh, do you think uh, you know 2013 was you know really really a best year that's going to be hard for the brand to to beat? Uh, I know we have some insider information about you know how sales are being and counts of units are being handled by uh, by dealers and mini USS. So uh, I wanted to have your perspective on that. Well, I think it's going to depend on what do we still have coming this year? We have the Nothing. Conver- Clubman. That's Nothing. it. Clubman. And, and not it. even that. The Clubman isn't going to hit dealers until spring. Mm. They're going to make it yeah. in the US. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I am almost positive of that. I don't think. Because I told them to come around until next year then. What was that, Alex? They told me November. They told me November. Really? Okay. They may, yeah. have, they may have bumped it up a little bit because I know they're going to start production of it in like August, September. Yeah. So we could see some before the end of the year. I don't think it's going to be enough to impact. It's a little too late to. To add any exactly exactly what DB sales. said. Yep, exactly what DB so, said. To answer his question, I think next year is going to be a really good year yeah. for Mini. Yeah, I really do. 
Because we're going to have the F56 full tilt, no issues, no weird, crazy sticker mess ups. No and they're going to fix the horn. Yeah. They're going to fix the Got horn. Got to uh, remove glue or whatever <laughs> stupid stuff they were doing. Well, um, I mean, all of the all of the little engine things have been fixed. Any little weird quirks, you know, because it's always like a year later into the new platform, you know, it, things have kind of fixed themselves. I mean, in O two to O three, right. you know, they did so many updates. They've already done all those updates. You know, they're bringing out the new model. Uh, those cars are going to be really, really strong. I think we're going to be in the third year of production of this car. Technically, I'm using air quotes here. Because there was a 2014 F56, we're in the 2015 year. 2016 model year is going to start at the end of this year, okay? Right. So we will be in the third model year. Now, granted, the <laughs> the 2014 model year lasted, what, three months? Yeah, it lasted three months, and all those cars were recalled and couldn't be sold. <laughs> we have, oh, come on. We, we have have a, they're okay. somewhere. No, no, we have a 2014 here in the garage, and it's a fantastic vehicle. We've had any problems with it. Okay. So... so so to answer Alex's question, I say that this year is going to be not quite as good as 2013. If I had to take a guess, I'd say it's going to be off just a skosh. Not much, but a little bit off from 2013. And I think next year is going to be the year to beat. I think so. I think next year, I think 2016, on uh, once we're done with 2016, it will be the best year of mini sales ever. Right. And who knows beyond that what it's going to be because, you know, after 2016 – is on the heels of the end of, of next year is the new Countryman. No, and you know what? And 2016 gets the boost from me, takes the states next year. With the, the Clubman gets the gets me, takes the states. There's a lot of stuff a lot of stuff oh. going on. There it is. I, I, I mean, there's a lot of people that are talking about Minis takes the states next year. So, yeah. Yeah, a lot of people are really excited about that. Yeah. It's funny. It's good. So much in advance, uh, so much excitement in advance. It uh, can only be a good thing. Yeah. yeah, I think all of the automotive journalists who are saying, "Oh, yeah," that, who said earlier in the year, "Oh, Mini's dead. Nobody's nobody's buying him anymore." No, I don't think that's true. I do think that the automotive landscape in the U.S. is is dil- as diluted as it's ever been. Right. Meaning, there's a big selection of actually decent cars out there on the market. Yeah, there is, and yeah. the thing is, is Minis are expensive. They're not inexpensive. And Minis are expensive, and to use a term I hate, the millennials. All of the kids that are Alex's age or younger, they just can't be bothered with cars. And not all oh, of them. I, I, DB, you hit it. Like, I have a nephew so, who just... There's a few of them, and this is like, you know, my son's kind of in that age. And I go, what'd you get? And he says, I don't know, I got a car. And it's, you know, and it wasn't very expensive, and it's reliable, and it's a car. It was blue. I like yeah, blue. You know, and that's, and that's kind of how, you know, people that aren't... The, the car generation, I think, is ending with those people born after you know before 1970 i agree with that my well, nephew who was just born re- after night yeah, we'll say after nine if you were born after 70 let's say 72 maybe 74 you're we're in that age range where people are just like man it's a car yeah even so i have a, a niece and a nephew who are in their teens my nephew just graduated high school so he's 18 almost 19 and uh he doesn't care at all about cars he was driving a used xb a 2005 xb handed down from his parents um mm-hmm. And uh, he doesn't care to ever learn to drive a manual transmission. He's like, right. no, I'm, I offered to teach him. And he's like, I don't care. No, I don't want to know. I'm, I'm never going to need it. They're going to do away with manual transmissions completely, right? So he just didn't know. care. And I think the next generation, the, the enthusiasts, we've always been a smaller subset of all the car buying public. Right. But I think it's shrinking, DB, like you said. It's getting smaller like every it's year. Kids, because I go out to these little hood rat car shows all the time and – 
you know, these kids are buying up cheap busted Hondas and making hot rods out of them. Yeah, so, and that's always been – there's always been a subset of that. That group because, I mean, that was us when we were in high school. We were buying whatever we get cheap and it was cars from the 60s and early 70s and Chad knows us. Dropping V8s in them and making them go fast, do smoky yeah. burnouts where we go. Yeah. And not with blow-off valve noises or crazy lights and that's what they're doing today. Whatever. It's awesome that it's actually happening. But there's more that aren't doing that anymore. Okay. Nobody cares. Yeah, but – I also think there's a, a large section of the new teens because I again like Todd. I have two nieces, and they are you know preteens. There, one's got just about to get her license, but she doesn't want it. And the other one is like a year behind her, and she's like, I don't care about driving. I don't. I don't need to drive. Yeah. And I know other people that they don't have their license, and they're 18. They're 21 years old. They don't have a license. They don't care about driving a car. And even being in Detroit where we don't really have awesome public transportation, why don't you have a license? You need to have that. Regardless of, yes, you maybe you live in New York and you have a major metropolitan, you should still know how to drive. I, I, mean, I, I think if I were a parent. Kind of a life skill. I think if I were a parent of a teenager, I would almost demand it because I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm tired of hauling your ass around everywhere. <laughs> you're going to learn to drive and you're going to get a car. <laughs> well, and, that, and that's kind of one of the things, too, is yeah. the I, oldest in that family, she does have a license. The next one, she's like, nah, I, I kind of drive, but I don't really want to. And oh. the youngest is like, whatever, I don't have to drive because they all tote me around. Like, you know, oh, so, my gosh. I couldn't like I was counting the minutes until I get my driver's license when I was fourteen. Yeah, me too. And, and oh, I owned a car when I was fourteen. I had a motorcycle. I drove it everywhere. Right, but it's it's funny because like the the difference of uh, people wanting a license and people you know not caring about it. Like the difference of age is actually very 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 minimal in uh, in my generation. I'm I'm thirty two. My brother is uh, twenty three. My sister is twenty eight. None of them have a have a driver's license and they don't care much for it. Oh, that's it's, I'm I'm gonna be sick now. <laughs> I am I am I am sad in on so many levels for the next generation. All right. All right, let's move on. Yep. Let's yep. move on. Really quick, uh, if you missed it um being passed around the internet, it's over at Motory File and that of course is the knuckle breather who strapped an engine a jet engine to the back of his mini and then in the rain decided, "Hey, I'm just going to take the shortest straight this racetrack's got in my jet-powered Mini Cooper and just see what happens." I'm gonna, just take that to the drag strip. What an Almost idiot. Almost made the turn. What an idiot. Almost. He straight, he straight pushed through the turn. His wheels were turned. Like, Duh. It was, it was, sarcasm here. It's the definition of, unders, of uh, understeer. Just there, like going, well, yeah, you put a giant rocket on the back. There's a reason. A 100-yard run-up. There's a reason jet airplanes can't turn 90-degree angles. They can't. It just doesn't work. Physics. And it's, like, and it's, not, like it's, a, it's not like it's a really gentle turn either. I mean, it's like a... You know, it's a it's a sharp ninety degree turn right there. Like, he, you know, in his defense, he really took out that guardrail well. Oh, yeah, he did. Oh yeah, he did. <laughs> I mean, he, he didn't. He even owned stay it on track. He owned he just that. Took it out. Oh yeah, like a boss. This guy. Good grief. Anyway, if you want to have a little bit of a laugh, go check that one out. It's been floating around social. media. And if you don't know, just search. You know, it's at the top of Motoring File last Thursday. Go. It, it's it was on, on Motoring J- front page. Mini with jetpack on YouTube. It was on Jalopnik. It was everywhere. Yeah. Oh, just like what? It's epic. Like, it's like, oh, epic can't. fail. Epic I fail. Can't. I, I can't even. That's all I have to say. I, just, I can't even. Anyway, but, that's fun. Uh, a couple in, in his defense, he yeah. at least made a jetpack run on the mini. <laughs> so he's got that going for him. He's got that going for him. <laughs> <laughs> he took out, took out a wall at a racetrack. Yeah, well, I'm sure he didn't have to pay for it. <laughs> 
<laughs> and enough about that. It's like Carl. He's like Carl from uh, uh, Caddyshack. Well, at least I got that going for me. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> Which was mine. Anyway, um, moving on. A couple a couple shows back, um, we had talked about Alex getting an opportunity to uh, test drive a new JCW car, and basically just got got a skirt stuck, so he couldn't drive very fast. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! He uh, talked a little bit briefly about the test drive being broken for people like us, like enthusiasts, and, and uh, go. Yeah, so um, so the uh, w- what happened is that I went to uh, uh, Minya Vassan because I found out that they received a JCW, and so I wanted to te- you know test the car, being one of the first you know driving the car. <clears throat> and obviously, I had the terrible idea to do this on a Thursday afternoon at 5 p.m. Uh, you know, the dealership is in the middle of Boston. For those who live in Boston, they know where it is. Uh, it's there is you know it's not like crazy traffic in Boston at this time, but still you know pretty decent traffic. So. There is no way to do really anything interesting in the car. Plus, the salesman asked me not to floor it because they might be they might want to obviously sell the car. And um, the tag <laughs> on this model was uh, $43,000. So right. I was like, you know, I, I didn't want to be a, a D-bag. So I said, okay, I won't floor it. Right. But still, it was kind of very frustrating, right? And so I understand that... <clears throat> that um, that you know this is an expensive car you don't want to do you don't want to have people doing you know crazy stuff with it uh, because you never know who's actually be sitting behind the wheel of the car uh, when you're test driving with someone but still like this is a high performance i mean supposedly a high performance vehicle uh, it should be test driven as much as such and you know that's that's how you're going to sell the car like you're going to tell me it's better than a BMW you're going to tell me it's better than a GTI you're going to tell me it's better than you know some of the sports car right if there is no way for me to test it how do you want me to buy it like you know whatever you say it's not going to convince me to buy it unless i can feel that you know this is really worth it and uh, a test drive a test drive that is you know basically hindered by all those factors is really not a test drive so that's the first thing. As far as recommendation goes, I think, and I think uh, a couple of people actually mentioned this uh, in the comment section, uh, there should be some kind of either event or, you know, either like a test, you know, facilities uh, where only high-performance models are being, um, uh, you know, made uh, available to people for actually really, really test drive them. Uh, you know, I don't think... Someone buying a Cooper, a standard Cooper, and I have nothing against people owning standard Cooper, need to drive the car like crazy in the streets of uh, Boston on a racetrack. And so a simple, you know, 15, 20 minute test, test drive would do. But as far as the JCW goes, I think you, you need something else, right? And so that's why I think for people like us, you know, enthusiasts like us who are most likely going to buy a high performance vehicle, uh, those kind of test drives are really broken. And again, we are very lucky because when we go to events like Amviv or when we go on <clears throat> Minitex the States, we have, you know, car being given to us. People want us to either drive their car or Mini USA, you know, is kind enough to give us a car. Gabe, you know, gets invited to press events from BMW and, and, uh, and, uh, and Mini. But it's, you know, a very minority of people that get a chance to do that stuff. And so those people, you know, if they ever wanted to make a decision about buying a car, have all the information in hand to actually do it. But the rest of us, it's nah, it's not the case. So, yeah, it's, you know. And they did away with that on many takes the states this year. Like the, the all of the previous many takes the states have had an autocross uh, like element to it, where every yeah, every city we drive. go to, yeah, where you can get in and you can test drive these cars in a in a like autocross kind of environment in a parking lot around cones, which I think is. 
like you can then really feel the performance. It's not like your typical test drive. And they did away with that this past year. I think logistics, there was so we were traveling so far, there just wasn't time. There, there was no way to do that. But I do think that we've heard from people from Canada. We've had this, uh, this thing going around the U.S. where you could go drive the minis. They did it in Vegas, um, right around yeah, the CES. motoring challenge or something. Yeah, the motoring challenge. There was one in New York, it, one in L.A. Next year, I think, or they're getting ready to do one in Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's the kind of thing. Alex, you're right, because people want to go see, okay, what's going to happen when I floor this car? And from what you said, like, when I go test drive a car... Yeah, I'll drive it hard, but I am not going to drive it like... And I understand somebody's going to buy this car. Probably not me. And I'm not going to do anything to it that I would not do to the car that I just bought. Okay? Mm-hmm. And I'm saying that as people going, yeah, be respectful of that. But at the same time... Yeah, but you're a small you know, portion of the public. Yeah. There are people that are out there that are like, I'm just going to beat on this. This is not my car. I don't care. Yeah, it's like yeah. a rental car to them. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's the thing too, and I think that's disrespectful in a way. But I'm not going to yes, do anything. I agree. I'm not going to do anything to the car that, like, if I just picked it up from the dealer, I'm going to learn the feel of whatever. But within the first couple of days, I'm going to open it up. I'm going to see what it can do. I'm going to push yeah, it a little bit. I I know that, but like the, the dealers, like they should make this an investment, like you know, some kind of marketing investment for anything else. You have one version of the Cooper, one version of the S, yeah. one version of the JCW. People can do whatever the hell they want with it, and that's what it is. Yeah, uh, you know, you're all you're looking to and after you're done with you know using those cars a test drive you're gonna sell them for a big discount but that should be an investment and I think and they do the, I, I yeah. think a lot the of them size do. that dealership you know are, are are becoming like because they are now being owned by huge conglomerates or private equity funds I think they have the resources to do that kind of things I think my dealer and I think it's interesting because I, I know here in Kansas City that uh, my dealer will do that and it's not just me I, I work in the showroom a few days a week, and I see this happen. People will come in, and they'll go for a test drive. And they are basically given the keys. You know, They give their driver's license and insurance information. You're given the keys to this car, and they say, go enjoy yourself. Go, go take it for a test drive on your own. So there's nobody watching them to see what they can do. And I'm like, that's what I think our buddy John from Philly Mini said in the comments of this. He's like, if you don't get the test drive you want, go back. You know, go back again and take another test drive. And here's what you need to do in whatever city you're in. You need to test drive the car on roads that you're familiar with. Mm-hmm. And right. so, you could, so you've got something to compare it to, your existing car or whatever. And I think that was great advice. And then go back again if you want to try it again to see if you like it. And so I think that was probably the best advice I'd, I'd read is, is go back multiple times. Drive this car more than once. If you're not sure... Go drive it again, and then go drive it again. There's nothing saying you can't do that, because every time you go back, the dealer knows you're more likely to buy the car. So. Right. Yeah, there's, there's one thing, I and you guys tell me what you think about it. There's one thing I, I don't... I think that's an ideal scenario. The, the one thing I don't like about it, and I, I'm i not that kind of person, so it's, I don't think it's going to affect me, but I, I would be hard-pressed to, to, to think it's not affecting anyone else. Um, you test drive the car at this dealership, then you think about it and then you come back ask him for an extended test drive they give it to you and then you come back and then you think about it again and like there is at, at some point like pre- pressure is being built maybe it's not like this at your dealer but pressure is being built uh, you know for you to buy the car from the from that dealer and me personally I really don't care because I'm going to look for someone who can give me both the service and the price uh, but I, I would understand why people would be you know would be feeling pressure to actually after so many test drive by the car from this place and not necessarily get the deal they actually want. Yeah, and 
that's tough. That's that's all sales, and that's on the sales end. That's the responsibility of whoever's you know in charge of the dealer and selling the car or whatever. And it, whether you have any loyalties or not for any dealers, that's up to everybody individually and personally. But I think if you're treated well from a certain dealer, if somebody treats you right and they gave you a good deal and they're nice to you and they let you take test drives and their service is good, I think those kind of things build loyalty in customers, as they should. Mm-hmm. And you should mm-hmm. go back to that dealer over going to another dealer because they're going to give you a $500 discount. You know, mm-hmm. right. Now, mm-hmm. a lot of people are like, no, I'll take the $500. I have no loyalties. And I guess I understand that, but I, in the business world, I'm like, you know what? Customer service means a lot. And yep. to me, yeah, it it, it should, you should pay for that. You should pay a little bit more for good cu- – you should be willing to pay a little bit more for good customer service. And I'm saying that – I'm calling people out right now. So don't go for the cheapest deal, but if you're getting really good service and you like the people – don't go buy pay a little bit more pay $500 more for the car because you know you're going to be treated well and you know you're going to get good service and you're but going then to be happier. What, what will they have to complain about Todd yeah I know <laughs> they won't have any nasty yeah. things to say on Facebook or Yelp yeah exactly you know I, I definitely agree that you know the dealer should invest some money and have particular cars ready to go for the, the customers to, to, to drive whether it's a JCW or Cooper or Convertible or Countryman. And, and yes, you probably are going to spend a little extra money to have a Countryman and a Country JCW and a Countryman Cooper and, you know, all of one of everything in the line. And these aren't going to be fully loaded cars, but they're going to be an investment to show your customers all of the things. And many could even be like, okay, the first one you buy, we will give you a special deal because, yes, you are putting this out, but it needs to be your demo car. Yeah. And it needs to be this, this, and this because. Well, and they do that. When I, the JCWs came in, every dealer got two of them and yeah. you know, got to choose how they were equipped. And that was the two demo cars. Like, they were not for sale initially. Um, but, uh, yeah, and but there are a lot of dealers who are trying to sell JCWs without being able to drive one. And I think that's just wrong. I don't think any of us here on the show right now would buy a car having never driven it. No. Right? No, we wouldn't. But, you know, also, you know, thinking back to my experience, and again, this has been a long time. I mean, 2002 was when I ordered my car. Um, you know, there were things that were on the... Uh, the option list, I had no idea what they were. They weren't in the cars or they right. weren't, you know, they're like, well, we think that's really cool, but we don't know because we didn't get one in with it or, you know, it's like, okay, well, I'm going to order this blindly thinking this is what I want or this is not what I want. And I know that I probably, you know, a large portion of dealer uh, MAs are going, well, we don't really know what that option is. Or yeah, how do we sell nav? It, we we or, don't know, have, how do we even yeah. sell it? <laughs> You know, they should, uh, you know, order their first demo car with almost everything. Thanks. Yeah, it's going to be like a $60,000 Mini, but they can figure out. You can go, I can feel the difference between the, the sports suspension and the non-sports suspension. Instead well, of ending right up too, where we are now with no I, sports suspension. I know what the nav is like, or I know what the heads-up display yeah. is. Yes. They, I know they, how they can see what it looks like. They, exactly. they know what the nice lights are better than the, the non-lights. They can, they can feel all the differences of the cars. And, yeah, yeah I mean, not every car is going to be fully loaded. I totally get that. I understand that because that's not what sells to most people. But... As a dealer, you need to teach your 
your sales team what those things are and you need to make sure that they understand what those things are and they can give you the differences like you know this car only has the cold weather package but we also have the premium package which would come with this this and this i don't know you'll sell a car better by doing that as well as having a car that you can test drive like alex wanting to take a jcw out and actually give it a little beans not drive it you know beyond his limits or beat on the car but being like i want to be able to floor this they should have had that car out there you know and given it to all of the salespeople one every night so that you take this home you put some miles on it we're going to be at 400 miles before we start giving it at customers so that we know that the engine's broken that there's right. no defects in the car that everything's working the way that it should so that when alex comes in at a dealer showroom he can then give the the full throttle yeah Versus saying, mm-hmm. you know, just mm-hmm. just drive it gently because, you know, we we can't do this because, you know, we might have to sell this again or we do have to sell this again. You know, this isn't really our car, but we're going to let you drive it, you know, because, you know, all of these things. And and this you know, is, yeah, this goes down to the... There's no difference from him driving this car versus a Cooper or an S or a JCW because he can't do anything with it. Right. And it all comes In down... the end, it looks different, you know. And it all comes down to the problems like we have for 2016... We're losing things like sports suspension, and I think we're losing things like sports suspension because, one, none of the cars on the lots had sports suspension to where people could drive it side by side and go, I can feel the difference, and that's why we end up losing the options because people are like, well, I can't see it and I can't feel it. Well, I'm. what do I care? It's saving me $500. This car feels fine. Right. You, you know, and and the mini. Granted, that being said, the mini with the standard suspension is a is an excellently handling car. Like right. it handles very well, but you know, if a dealer doesn't have, say, navigation, you know, on any of the demo cars, why are you going to drop two grand or eighteen hundred or whatever it is yeah. for it? Because you're like, oh yeah, I want nav. Some people know they want the technology, but then, man, I want to play with it. I want to see if it's like I, I might hate it. And then I'll be yeah. mad that I dropped eighteen hundred dollars on it. Exactly. So yeah, I I think the car buying, the mini buying public has the landscape is changing, and there are still a handful of people who walk into a dealer who want to load up the car, and they don't care if it's going to end up thirty eight thousand dollars. That's what's going to happen. They're going to keep adding stuff to it until they get the car they want. But most of us are a little more economy minded, and you're like, listen, I can only afford. Here's what my payment. You know, I want it to be, and I have a maximum amount I can spend. And then you have to make choices. So, and that's the real world uh, of what you know. It and is. it's interesting; those people that have the budget later on, they're calling me, going, "Can you retrofit the Harman Kardon in my car because I'm really unhappy with the stereo?" I know. I was like, retrofit yes, the I can, but it's yeah. going to cost you two thousand dollars. What was that? I could have ordered for five hundred bucks. Oh, never mind. Previous. What'd you say? I, I wanted Chad to retrofit the Harman Kardon into, uh, into my car. No. No, I mean, it can be done. <laughs> it, it can be. Not for two yeah. grand. Never mind. Yeah, it's not, it's not cheap. But, um, you know, it's it's interesting, uh, the the overall buying experience from everybody, because, you know, like you said, with the, the NAV, you know, is it user interface? Is it good? Is it bad? Because NAV is not a bad thing overall, but well, if you... If you get frustrated with it, you're going to hate the car, and that's where you get the dings on the surveys. You you get unhappy people. You get cars that are sold right away. Well, this is why people, people listen to white. This is why people listen to White Roof Radio because we do our best to try these things out and to let you know what our opinions are, and they are just our opinions. Um, grant, opinions you know, are like you know that other thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, everybody's got well, one. We're always right, and you have to take it for that. Everybody's got one. Well, and you know what? The great thing too is <laughs> that. You, 
is that not all, all of us on the show don't always agree on everything, you know, either. Yep. You know, DB doesn't like 18-inch wheels. I love 18-inch wheels um, for whatever reason, and not, not we're going to go off on wheels. But I'm just saying it's nice to have the differing opinions and go, you know what, there are some things when it's, there's no wrong decision to be made. It's just a preference. And that's right. great. Not if there were, you know, only vanilla ice cream. That's that's it, right? But there's not. There's all kinds of flavors, and everybody's entitled to their opinion for whatever it is. And sometimes an option on a mini is just that. It's an opinion. It's like I don't care about LED headlights. I'm not going to drive at night. Okay, you're an, you know, <laughs> you're entitled to that opinion. So well, okay. anyway, so anyway, you would be wrong in that case. You would be wrong, <laughs> but you're entitled to that opinion. Fix. <laughs> Fix test drives for us. Have a car on the lot. One car. It could be a Cooper. Load it up. Put it on all the things. Put all the check boxes. All the things. And make it cost $45,000. Have it on the lot so your, so your MAs can learn about it and your customers can learn about it. I did see a $36,000 Cooper convertible. Perfect. 36000 Did have all the things? They kept adding things. Like after they bought the car, they came back to add more things like a backup camera which is a cool thing. We've got an aftermarket company that adds a backup camera to nice. to cars, and it shows up if you've got the nav display. It'll actually show in the display, and it it does the uh, uh, it has the the sensors, the park distance control sensors that they add onto it. It's very cool the amount of aftermarket stuff you can add. Have you noticed lately the advent? Uh, a lot of cars are now coming with that park distance control, the PDC, right? And is it me or is it all these cars look like they're from the Matrix with all these little notches in their bumpers? And the bumper things, on, yeah. Have you seen that? It's like this car just came out of the Matrix. Uh, maybe a little bit. They're just becoming ubiquitous. I think most cars have them. And not only that, but backup cameras. I, think, I always think it looked like they came from the Matrix. That's all I'm I had. Sorry. What car did we have? Like, what did I have in Vegas? I had a, uh, a Ford, Ford Escape. Escape. Right? A and a, a. It had a backup yeah, camera. Alex just yeah, a like, backup camera. And yeah. even Alex was like, that is completely, it's the size of a postage stamp. The, no, the, the, I, the, I, yeah. was, I was ridiculous. I was, I've got friends out here who just got a Ford Escape or a Ford Edge, one of those two, and they say that it's an amazingly nice car. Yeah, Escape was a fine car. I don't well, know how much. It's been out for 18 years now or something like that. So, yeah. I mean. I'll uh, say this. It, it fit four it, people and, and luggage for four people for five days. Uh, adequately, it was perfectly yeah. comfortable. There was nothing about it, but the, the the point I brought up was the backup camera that was in this car. The display for it was ridiculous. It was horrible. You couldn't even tell. It's like, is that a display from the? Am I watching a moon landing? Like what? The, <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is well, that? I mean, when the government <laughs> mandates you have to have backup cameras in a lot of cars, they don't they mandate that it, they have to be but, in HD. <laughs> but it doesn't necessarily mandate that it's in color right. or that it's good right. or that it works functionality. You know, fun- it's like, yeah. you know what? You can tell whether that's a tree or a child. I'm, that's all I care about. Well, I'm, like, I'm 30 feet away from it. I can't see it. Yeah. Um, well, this is useless to me. It's funny. My folks have one of those in their uh, Equinox or GM, Chevy Equinox, and it works great. It's crystal clear, and it's yeah. like I look at that, and it's like, oh, look, I can see exactly what's going on behind me. Yeah. So anyway, you know, in the uh, in the Gen One convertibles, I you know they all came with park distance control, right. which was really a smart idea for Mini because there was limited visibility back there, and those uh, um, headrests stuck up. Yeah, really the high. headrests were were very high. Where in the Gen 2s, it wasn't as much, you know, you had to have it, but I still would have had it on that car in the convertible form. Um, but I always told everybody, it's like, when that starts to beep, you stop because it works. 
Right, and then when it goes solid, don't go too fast. You can go until it go like it goes beep 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 beep, and it, it beeps faster the closer you get. Well, to in the Gen twos, I have the nav screen that actually shows you the whole uh, sonic right, gram, right. you know, uh, the the radar in well, the back. I, that really works. It really does. And so. I'll tell you, the ultimate is um, I was working on an X six. Uh, a couple of weeks ago that had a backup camera. It had the sensors in it, too. And I was standing behind it because we were in a very kind of tight space, and I was directing the guy to keep backing up, but I was standing about, I don't know, three feet behind it, two or three feet behind it, and the car would not reverse anymore because it knew that I was standing there. Like, it literally would not back up, and that is what it's coming to is, like, the control of... You're not going to be able to back into anything because the brakes are on. It's not going to let you. Um, mm-hmm. Now, t- that's that's because got some lawsuits good, dictated. Well, that. it's got good and bad. Yeah, you're not going to run over a kid on a tricycle, which is a good thing. But the second thing <laughs> is, is if you have a very tight garage, and let's say you wanted to back your car into the garage and you wanted it to fit, that you're not going to get within three feet of where it's supposed to go. We couldn't figure out how to turn it off. I'm sure there might be a way. That if you're in that situation, you're like, no, no, I want to back it all the way up and make it tight uh, to do that. But that's where it's going to eventually, because this is BMW technology that exists today. And, uh, you know, just for food for thought, for future reference, and then uh, we can wrap this show. Okay. All right. Yes, because storms are coming in and I'm going to lose internet. (laughs) All right. Really quick. Before we do that, I want to remind you guys about one of the other fine sponsors here underneath the White Roof. That, of course, our friends over at Out Motoring. OutMotoring.com. You guys have already subscribed to the email newsletter, so what I'm about ready to tell you, you already know about. But in case you're one that hasn't gone over to OutMotoring.com and signed up for the email blast, you would, you're missing out on finding out that Mount Motoring sells, among other things, black headlight, headlight rings. All the cars. Shiny, shiny black, flat black, uh, F56, R56, R53. All the cars. You can get your shiny, you can get your headlight trim rings. Outmotoring.com. That is super awesome. You can also get really cool pedals for your car. You know the pedals, the things that you put your feet on to make your car go, stop, and put in that other thing called the clutch. Can you clip your toes in them like a bicycle? No, 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 no clips. No, that These would are, be bad, wouldn't it? That would be badass. I want to be able to clip into my car. Click. <laughs> that, would, that would be right. I want to be one with my car. Anyway, these are like they've got these really nice uh, Renline aluminum pedal set. Dude, it looks like race car stuff. It's so awesome. You guys should go check that out. And also, if you just want to jazz up the inside of your car a little bit, um, you can get like a, some carbon fiber or a Union Jack sticker that goes like on your center, center console. Just kind of jazz things up a bit. All really cool stuff. Oh, and one other thing is all the leather for your key. I don't care what key you have. There's like a leather pouch or a leather cover or something leather to jazz up your key fob. Super, super easy stuff. Super cool mods that you can do all available over at Outmotoring, Outmotoring.com. And remember, when you do go over there and you sign up for the email newsletter, you every, with every email, you get your own 5% discount coupon, which is super awesome. So that when you do go to you know pull a trigger on something awesome for your car, like the leather key fob uh, or some leather cleaner, uh, all that stuff, you get 5% off. Super Awesome. Courtesy of our friends over at Outmotoring, Outmotoring.com. Mini Performance Speed and Keycap uh, Vivid Green. That's at Outmotoring.com. And all, as always, when you place an order at Outmotoring.com or Craven or any of our fine sponsors, tell them you heard about them on White Roof Radio. Always tell them you heard in about them. In the comment section of the order form. Just put that in there. We really appreciate that. And that, and it helps helps them know where you guys are coming from. So yeah. we really like that too. So Absolutely. Even if you don't hear from us, tell them that you heard it from us. Right. Wait, how's that work? 
I'm confused. That's like the new math. That's like common core math. That's that big math my brain. Or, that is. Just say White Roof Radio and, you know, you might get something special. Just say White Roof Radio and magic happens. Ready? <laughs> just, just be out in public, yep. random. You know, there's commercials. Somebody, like, knocks two quarters together and 50 cent appears. Just say, just be out, like, with, like, all your mini club people and just go White Roof Radio and see what happens. I don't know what's going to happen because nobody's done it yet. But, really, just give it a shot. Report back. <laughs> Leave us a note on the show notes. Or on our Facebook. something even... <laughs> Hashtag White Roof Radio, wherever you go. Even in, even when you're talking to people. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, I'm sure if I was even... drive with a bunch of people and somebody said White Roof Radio out loud, like, like totally blasted it out, I'd give them something free. Yeah. See, there you go. Something no, even better happens if you say it three enjoy. times in a row. Yeah, oh, like Beetlejuice. Oh, <laughs> like Beetlejuice. Like, click your heels and spin around and like, see what no, happens. Like Beetlejuice. Don't say... <laughs> yeah. Because weird things happen. Uh, we don't... Oh. I'm not going to try. I'm not going to try. On that note. Anyway, uh, are we going to be done? Are we going to talk about Ambiv? Or are we going to talk make fun of shops that aren't chat? I, uh, uh, how are we doing on time? Uh, we're done. Oh, we're done. Well, okay then. Um, we had a great time at Ambiv. We loved uh, it. We loved it. We all had It was awesome. Yep. I took uh, awesome. a Hated lot of, it. No, didn't hate it. Because Chad didn't uh, go. Took, I wasn't there. I'm sorry. I took advantage <laughs> of the first V in Ambiv quite a bit, actually. And it was quite delightful, if I'm honest. It was really nice. You did. I think I, I would like to go and partake in the vacation part of it because I'm always working and yeah. uh, it's it's stressful and there's things to do. I'm and, usually working too. Like I was helping Todd. But absolutely. Then I just kind of went, no, uh, I'm going to go eat some lunch and then I'm going to go sit by the pool, get a cabana, <laughs> sit by the pool and drink cocktails and sit by the pool all day. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I did. It was, and it was truly amazing. It really was. And, and I have to say. Um, it's been uh, three years since I've been to an Amviv, and uh, I miss it. I missed it. It was yeah. better. It was better than I had anticipated. So well done to the Sin City Mini Club. Everybody who uh, uh, put in the effort it took to do that, you guys did a fantastic job. Please do it again. Uh, let us know if there's anything we can do. There you go. And a quick shout out to uh, to Chris and Dad um, who put on a rally that equaled the Cooper Cup. <laughs> I'm just saying, Philly, many people are going to step up your game. Uh, Chris Tunison and his uh, great father, they put on a, the really rally. And somebody who did the Cooper Cup actually compared it to the Cooper Cup. I'm they did. Saying. Alex, what, did, what were your thoughts, your first Ambiv? I think it was, uh, I think it was well organized. Uh, I think the, the location was a, is a great location. I mean, for the price we paid, I think we, we got uh, very lucky. Uh, unfortunately, because I was also uh, kind of, you know, in and out, uh, helping out Todd, uh, I haven't had a chance to go on the runs and everything. So I will, I will most likely come back. I'm sure I will come back. And if I'm, if I'm lucky enough, I'll, uh, I'll be on the West Coast by the time I come back next year, and uh, I'll have uh, my own car to bring to the event. Or you so could I'll go rent uh, taking your rabbit full. out. You can bring your rabbit out and <laughs> do all the ambiv runs, and then go over and hang out with the Wooska. Yeah, I was gonna say you can go rent a GTI at Alamo in Vegas and then uh, take part. Boom! I will do that. <laughs> you can't park that with all the minis. You have to park that like a leather level down or up on the. I'll roof. put stripes on it. It'll be a counterfeit mini. So. There you go. Do all right. right. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Um, and then I had some notes about my drive to Anviv uh, back and forth. If you guys uh, are interested in that, click over to dbmini.us. There's a post there about my car. I think there might be something wrong. I'm not really sure, but I had not a good driving experience driving a uh, Mini Cooper. It was hot. Like two, I had two two things for you, DB. Like if you read uh, it, it, wasn't it wasn't the heat because my other car used less fuel doing that and had more power. 
Yeah, and I just have one thing. Higher temperatures. You're not going to like what I have to say. Having driven that car uh, for a better better part of of the car. Better part of three and a half years. No, it's just slow. Sport button. I know you hate the idea of it, but try it next time and see if it gives you a little bit. It doesn't help when when you're already at full throttle going uphill in fourth gear. Uh,. It, sport doesn't help. All the sport button does for the th- is it just improves your throttle response when you're not using wide open throttle. It changes and when you're already at wide open throttle. You don't have any more wide open to open. It does. Actually, it no, does. It, it does. It actually does. DB. It'll yeah. give you. It'll feel like more power, and uh, the car will strain a little bit less, and mm. maybe get a little better fuel economy too. Mm. I know it sounds counterintuitive to what it is, but I would say try it next time. I'll try it next time. Yeah, try it next time. And because he did throw code, so I want to make sure that get that gets looked at. Make sure it's not like a clogged and, uh, cat or something. Well, like that. and check your and yeah, you said you threw some codes. Check your air filter also. Um, yeah. You know, do all the things that that Chad would probably go down the list and say, hey, try this. You know, check the kind of gas you're using. Maybe try and go find one of those stations in Phoenix that has ethanol free gas. Run a couple of tanks of that through yep. there. That's um, not a bad idea. Yeah, like, and I know that's they're there. And gas is awesome. I, I only use top. What's I only use stuff that's fuel that's tier top tier. Yeah, but there's still ethanol in it, unless it's labeled as ethanol free. And I think that still makes those cars run a little, you know, janky. All right, cool. That's what I'll do. So yeah, I try that. Check the, you know, seriously, pop the air filter out of there and make sure, you know, there's, yeah, make sure it's not clogged or something stupid. Yeah. That's- idea too i'll that's check a, that out thanks fellas if you have a tip for me go over read the post over tv mini if you have something else you think that uh, i could check uh, and if you have a cooper r56 cooper especially i don't care if you drive a cooper s or uh, an r53 uh, it doesn't matter because that's not what my car is but if you have a tip or something like that leave it leave me a comment over there It'd be awesome anyway otherwise i think we're done yes perfect yep don't get uh, our friend chad miller detroit tune detroit tune.com he's always a joy to have with us chad thanks for joining us yet again and uh, go over and check out all of the stuff. You. If you like what Chad does here with us, you know, click over to DetroitTune.com. Order yourself up something nice. Spare tire would be cool. A lot of many fine things available for you at DetroitTune.com. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, otherwise, yeah, we are done for the night. Thanks again for your patience while we have had a, a weird schedule. Guys, really appreciate you guys sticking with us. Uh, appreciate you listening, sharing us with your friends, all the things. It's super awesome. But we are going to be done. This is the part of the show where I like to make that funny clicking sound. Then I say, questions, comments, or concerns, go ahead and click back over to whiteroofradio.com. There you can leave us a note in the show notes. You can also email us feedback at whiteroofradio.com. But until next week, this is DB. I'm done. Cheers. See ya. A bientôt. <laughs> Chad. <laughs> it's your turn. A bientôt. <laughs> 100. What?